Hi, this is John Schaefer. You're listening to WNYC's free podcast of New Sounds. Streaming audio or MP3 download available when you want at WNYC.org and on iTunes. Back in 2001, I made my first visit to Ireland just to kind of get the lay of the land, almost a fact-finding mission to see what the new music scene in Dublin was like. And what it was like was diverse and spread out, but with one or two definite kind of central uh, axes around which the scene revolved. And one of those kind of central people was this composer, Donica Dennehy, based at the time in uh, Trinity College in Dublin. This piece of his, called Ashlingal, or Bright Vision, is a work for cello and electronics, but it's inspired by an old Irish tune of that name, Ashlingal. Well, on that first trip back in 2001, uh, I really grew to like Donica's music, ended up bringing him and his ensemble, the Crash Ensemble, to Merkin Hall here in New York for a New Sounds Live event. We uh, commissioned a piece from Donica for the Bang on a Can All-Stars here in New York. And these days, in fact, Donica's based here in the States at Princeton University. But going back to Ireland many years, more than a decade later, there are still some kind of echoes of his influence among some of the younger composers. And on this edition of New Sounds, you'll meet one of them, Jonathan Nangle by name. We'll also get a chance to hear from an English-born but Dublin-based composer named David Bremner. The two of them have done some work together, in fact. But uh, David actually incorporates some traditional Irish instruments like the Illin pipes into his music. So it's part three in our multi-part series. Not quite sure how multi-part it will be when it's all said and done, but there were lots of interviews, lots of tape to be sorted through. Uh, taking a look at the new music scene in Ireland today. I'm John Schaefer. Glad you've joined us for this edition of New Sounds. Many of our interviews took place at the offices of the CMC, the Contemporary Music Center in Dublin, which issued this uh, CD called New Music, New Ireland, Volume 2, that both David Bremner and Jonathan Nangle were part of, and it was in the CMC offices that we met with Jonathan Nangle. You studied... Um, with, among others, Donica Dennehy. I did. Um, uh, who had a sort of unusual position at Trinity College where he didn't teach in the composition department. He taught music technology. Yeah, although actually I never had, I never had Donica for music technology. Uh-huh. <laughs> I only ever had Donica for composition. But this, you have, there is an electroacoustic quality to your music that we see in a lot of the composers who've come through Trinity College in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Why is that? Um... Dunica himself was so interested in electronics um, and, you know, incorporating mixed media with work that it fed very much into his teaching style. Um, I can remember vividly my very first composition forum with Dunica in which he came in and to get everyone's minds ticking over all these young, fresh students whose idea of contemporary music was at best, probably Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. <laughs> and the first piece he asked us to go and sketch was a piece for two pianos and two radios. Nice. And that just made my head go... And from there, I was hooked. <laughs> and after that, I just... I would devour music. Any slight passing reference that he would bring up, that's something I would go and listen to as much as I could or mm -hmm. read as much as I could. And I just got very, very 
uh, into the whole area of electroacoustic music and mixed media with music and uh, incorporating other elements within my music. Were you one of those kids whose idea of contemporary music was Stravinsky's Rite of Spring? Uh, I Yes, and I wasn't... Uh, I, I did have more contemporary references as well. Uh, I was very into, I suppose, that kind of whole 60s uh, experimental vibe within, say, the pop world. Mm-hmm. And from that, then, that filtered into the likes of finding out about people like Cage and finding out about things like Fluxus Movement. And then you find out about people like Terry Riley and Lamont Young. And so that kind of all fed in there. So I was a bit more... Yeah, no, that's not bad to know Terry Riley and Lamont Young. I also, like, my background is I was a chorister in St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is just down the road from where we're sitting right now. And I was a chorister from eight. So you would at times get introduced to quite contemporary things that way as well every now and then Mm. you would end up you would do a piece that perhaps had been written for the choir be it a new anthem or be it a new uh, mass or something like that it wasn't on a very regular basis but you would come across new pieces Irish composer Jonathan Nangle recorded on location in Dublin you heard him mentioning things like John Cage the Fluxus movement here in New York if you go to Jonathan's uh, SoundCloud page In addition to a bunch of his compositions, there are a lot of field recordings, the sounds of frogs and tin cans and things like that, uh, very much in the the post-John Cage mode. And then there's something like this, which is neither a performance piece nor an actual field recording. This is Jonathan Nangle and his DIY Aeolian harp, four guitar strings stretched over a resonating box, and the wind is what is producing the sound.
From the Irish composer Jonathan Nangle, that's called DIY Aeolian Harp. Uh, as I mentioned, it's four guitar strings stretched over a resonating box with a microphone inside, and the wind blowing over these guitar strings is what produces the sound you just heard. Uh, Jonathan is my guest on this edition of New Sounds. Actually, we were both guests of the Contemporary Music Center in Dublin. Let's get back to our conversation. Now, what about, um, you know, traditional Irish music? Was that a part of your upbringing at all? Actually, not really. Um, I have had very little uh, connection with traditional Irish music. Um, As I say, I was a chorister, so actually my background is primarily choral music Mm. and principally English choral music. The director that was the director of of the cathedral at the time... um, just happened to be very uh, focused on that kind of English choral world. So that tends to be the type of music that I grew up with. My brother, who's older than me, was also a chorister. So, you know, there was two of us going and doing this. And that is kind of where I was grounded in, I suppose. So the the piece that's on this New Music New Ireland CD, to me, has echoes of kind of the slow air you might hear a traditional fiddler played except maybe even slower (laughs) Uh, am i hearing things or are there in fact echoes of that kind of fiddle style um i would say perhaps you're hearing things uh because you're looking at it from an outsider (laughs) uh for me i i've never consciously put something irish into my music or I, I've never explored like Irish melodies or anything like that in say the way Dunica might have done with Grogus Boss or um, the Ashling Gyal arrangements right. like that I would never I've never actually explored those kind of things um, when I was thinking of the piece and the type of sound world that I was thinking I'm really thinking American uh, Morton Feldman and that kind of very pure tone uh, perhaps very little vibrato that type of Lots of uh, space. Lots of space. And, and really, that's, that kind of idea is coming from, from those kind of composers. And then also my other kind of primary teacher, uh, who was Kevin Volans, and that kind of idea of uh, the space and that kind of very pure, um, pure way of performing. Although Kevin Volans, having come from South Africa, has brought the traditional sounds of, of course, his homeland yes. with yeah, him as absolutely. a composer. Yeah, yeah. Irish composer Jonathan Nangle recorded on location in Dublin. Uh, he is one of the composers on the CD called New Music, New Ireland, Volume 2, a snapshot of the Irish new music scene, and we'll uh, hear his contribution. Uh, this is the opening of Where Distant City Lights Flicker on Half-Frozen Ponds. So no traditional Irish sounds intended here, although still, to me, uh, it does have the kind of spare, spacey sound of Norwegian hardanger fiddle music and of some of the slower Irish uh, fiddle airs. But see what you make of it.
opening moments of this piece by Jonathan Nangle that we'll hear the rest of in a moment. Uh, back to our conversation, though, recorded with him at the offices of the Contemporary Music Center in Dublin. What surprised me the other night when uh, Dara Morgan performed this piece here at the CMC was that you had a role to play, which I didn't know in listening to the... To, on the CD, I just thought, it's a solo violin piece. Yeah. Tell us what it actually is. Well, the piece is actually for solo violin and electronic resonators. So the resonators act like the sympathetic strings on a viola de more. So there's eight, uh, there's eight resonators in total, and it's a kind of custom-built Max MSP patch. And then each one of the resonators are tuned to a specific pitch in the piece. So what you get is, as the piece progresses through, you get these little spectral shimmers happening in and around. Um, I suppose you could almost call it something almost like a a tuned reverb, uh, because there's a bit of a kind of delay. But uh, it creates these very kind of unusual spectral harmonies. And kind of later through the piece, these get somewhat more unusual as well. And sometimes they ring out when you hit a fundamental frequency and such. So it's not that these resonators are watching or listening for specific fundamentals. They're listening for specific overtones. Yeah, it's like almost if you were to hold a chord on the piano and then, you know, uh, scream into the piano. Right. Those ones will resonate if you happen to kind of hit those right, harmonics yeah. uh, that are there. So certain pitches will cause this kind of shimmer, certain won't. Well, what it reminds me of is you know, early noise gates. Yes. Where, you know, a certain volume or frequency would open the gate and you would hear what was behind it whether that was another sound or a reverb or something like that uh really interesting so you've got eight of these eight in total the original originally when the piece was very first performed by dara uh in actual fact he was kind of center stage and then the eight speakers actually created a semicircle around the audience uh, we couldn't quite do a, a circular one because of the nature of the room we were in. So we did a kind of semicircle around. So actually, as it played, those frequencies uh, move outwards mm. more so. So the audience started to become more enveloped in these kind of unusual spectral harmonies around them. Well, f- on a CD, you're stuck with two-track stereo. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did. I ha- each one is recorded individually. And I did attempt to pan it out in such a fa- in such a way that if you listen to it on headphones, maybe you'll get some sense of it moving out. But... It's hard right, to well, do. Let, let's hear a little bit of the piece. It's, it's called Where Distant City Lights Flicker on Half-Frozen Ponds by Jonathan Nangle.
That's uh, music from Jonathan Nangle, the Irish composer, with me here at the offices of the uh, Contemporary Music Center in Dublin. The piece is called Where Distant City Lights Flicker on Half-Frozen Ponds. Dara Morgan playing the violin, and, and you, Jonathan, tune these resonators that you were talking about. Yes. So what does the title refer to? It's actually taken from an article by the English art critic Jonathan Jones, who writes for The Guardian. And he was reviewing works by the German artist Gerhard Richter. Right. Uh, in particular, a series of abstract paintings called Cage 1 to 6, which were actually Richter's um, uh, response to John Cage's 4 minutes 33. And if you look at these pieces, um, there are these big canvases and you have a kind of block background colour and then these kind of shimmers of colour throughout. And... Jonathan Jones's description where distant city lights flicker and half-frozen ponds, you, you read that and you go, yes, that, that just captures yeah. that. Like when a wind blows across the surface of a lake and yeah. the surface itself remains the same, but then you get all this kind of fracturing of, of what happens on the top and then it might go back to what it was. And I liked that kind of idea, rather than calling it, say, like a theme and variation, I thought this idea of... Uh, shimmering uh, wind across a lake and or as Jonathan Jones described it where distant city lights flicker on half-frozen ponds I just thought that captured what I was trying to do in the piece very nicely mm. Is it a theme in variations? It is in a way, yes Yeah, there is like the, the piece very much grew from that opening piece of material and you hear this material transformed uh, in lots of different ways there's very little material in the piece but it's transformed over and over again and I suppose... I like to often do that in my work where you might take, say, a beautiful object and you turn it over in your hands and look at it from every angle in as many mm-hmm. different ways as you can. That's what I'm often trying to do. Now, when, uh, when Dara Morgan performed it here the other night, I, I sort of introduced it by re- you know, referring yes. to John Cage. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Morton Feldman, but this review was of a Cage-inspired artwork. So yes. is that, you know, uh, Cage's 433 is the notorious Yes, silent piece, which of course is not silent at mm-hmm. all. Is is that idea of negative space something that appeals to you as a composer? Yeah, um, you often in my in my instrumental music you will find silence plays a big part.
Music from Jonathan Nangle, one of a couple of Irish composers that we're meeting on this edition of New Sounds, which is in turn part of a larger series giving us a an overview of the new music scene in Ireland. Uh, Jonathan's piece here, played by the Ergodos musicians, I've mentioned them already in the series, and this is from an album by the Ergodos musicians in which a number of Irish composers take a famous chorale by Bach, Ich ruf zu dir, Herr Jesu Christ, I call to thee, Lord Jesus Christ, as the basis for their own works. And this is Jonathan Nangle's contribution to that record, the Ergodos musicians performing. In a moment, more from Jonathan and from another composer who took part in the New Music New Ireland Volume 2 collection, David Bremner. In fact, the two of them have done some improvising together. We'll get a chance to meet David and hear some of his music. But we're not quite done with Jonathan Nangle, so stay with us. I'm John Schaefer, and you're listening to New Sounds. Sounds program number 3715, the third part in our series of occasional shows looking at the Irish new music scene, many of the interviews recorded in Dublin, a few in Belfast, one or two in Cork. Uh, But back to Dublin we go and our conversation with composer Jonathan Nangle. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the idea of negative space, which, you know, is something very important to photographers and painters. And for musicians, that works out as a kind of embracing of silence. And uh, we'll pick up the conversation from there. That kind of contemplative thing is often something I'm very attracted to. Uh, and then on the flip side, my electronic music tends to be often very busy and very loud and very noisy. And perhaps that's often the, my, uh, my way of letting go of all that silence yeah. and trying to fill it up with lots of things. <laughs>
That's a little bit of Jonathan Nangle's piece, Untitled After Dan Flavin, uh, inspired by the late American minimalist artist who did a lot of his work with fluorescent tubes. And in fact, this piece is for electronic sounds and computer-controlled uh, fluorescent lights, uh, untitled after Dan Flavin. Jonathan Nangle, my guest on this edition of New Sounds. Any choral works for, uh, you know, yes. I mean, as an ex-chorister? <laughs> yeah, I have a few choral pieces. Um, and what are they like? Are they a- amplified, modified, processed? Uh, well, actually, my last uh, my last kind of big choral pieces, uh, one is called Then Falls Thy Shadow, and it's for choir and random shuffle playback system, which is essentially what happens is there is a choral part, and they have their score and they sing from start to finish with conductor and that works that way. But uh, prior to the actual piece being performed, what we there is is there's eight chords and then uh, eight or sorry, ten chords and five durations of silence. These are all recorded mm-hmm. and then they're all put onto an iPod. And then at the beginning of the piece, uh, you hit play, shuffle and repeat. So you never know what chord is going to play out and often the speakers I position them at the back of the hall so you get this dialogue front and back and what it is for me or what the idea of that piece was for me is it say you're standing out uh, in a particularly Irish thing even particularly on a kind of day like today uh, where you've got a sunny day but you've got lots of clouds moving overhead and it's quite windy and the scene always stays the same but then you have this uh, shadow of the clouds moving across the ground so it's a scene that's static but constantly shifting Hmm. that's the idea behind that piece Ten chords and five periods of silence on shuffle, on random shuffle. Yeah. It is possible you could get four or five bits of silence in a row yeah. and have a really long stretch. You can indeed, yeah. Sort of like when Eno set the tapes in motion for music for airports. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Uh, but that's that's accepting that. And so there are times, yes, when you get huge sections of silence yeah. and nothing happens. But then, even if that happens and you get one chord that plays at the back, it becomes monumental. Yeah, right. Well, that sounds great. So um, continuing to work in all of these fields at once. Yes. Uh, which, again, seems to be something we're seeing a lot of here in, in Ireland these days. Jonathan Angle, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Jonathan Angle recorded on location in the uh, offices of the Contemporary Music Centre in Dublin and from an earlier CD put out by the, uh, the CMC. Here's a piece called Our Headlights Blew Softly Into the Black, Illuminating Very Little. Mm-hmm. 
final work from the Irish composer Jonathan Nangle. That's called Our Headlights Blew Softly Into the Black, Illuminating Very Little, a piece for bass clarinet and electronics featuring Deirdre O'Leary, the bass clarinetist from the Crash Ensemble, the uh, ensemble founded by our old friend Donica Dennehy. That recording from the uh, CD called Contemporary Music from Ireland, Volume 9. The more recent piece that we heard, Where Distant City Lights Flicker on Half-Frozen Ponds, is from another album put out by the Contemporary Music Center in Dublin, uh, this one called New Music, New Ireland, Volume 2, which is uh, the CD, actually, that occasioned my visit to Dublin this time around, and we'll meet another of the composers represented on that uh, disc in just a moment. You're listening to New Sounds. A reminder to check out our uh, website for all things New Sounds related. Our playlists tell you what's on each edition of the show. Our audio archives give you a chance to hear any show, anytime you like. And you can even subscribe to our free podcasts and download episodes of New Sounds that you can take with you. Also on our website, connect with us via social media and get details on our New Sounds live events as they occur. That's at wnyc.org slash newsounds. This edition of New Sounds, part of our uh, series looking at the new music scene in Ireland, let's get back to Dublin. And another composer who was uh, represented on the CD called, uh, the CD compilation called New Music, New Ireland, Volume 2, and that is David Bremner. Born in uh, the UK, but resident in Dublin for many years, and he and Jonathan Nangle have actually done a bit of improvising together. That's Jonathan Nangle, whom we met earlier, and David Bremner, whom we're about to meet now. Uh, Apparently, this improvisation dates back to 2009. David, born and raised in England, has lived in Dublin for a number of years. He says uh, he moved to Dublin uh, both for family reasons, had a sister living there, and for work reasons. I've been over, I've been gigging here as well a couple of times, and it just struck me as a really interesting place for a musician to live. Um, And it, it is, like, that's kind of being borne out, like, there's a real diversity of stuff happening here, and there's lots of opportunities. I'm a performer as well as a composer, so um, it's it's really good in terms of that career. There's lots of interesting 
music happening, you know? Right. Now, when you say you, you had some gigs here, yeah. what's your, what is your gig? Aren't you an organist? Yeah, that's right. I'm an organist and a pianist. So um, at the moment, my main work is I'm the assistant organist at Christchurch Cathedral. Mm-hmm. It's actually just across the road from where we are. Um, so I'm playing for the church services, like the masses in the, right. in the cathedral. And I do other work I've, um, con- in contemporary music, particularly. So the piano and organ recitals, and then my, my partner, Elizabeth Hilliard, is a soprano. We, are, we promote uh, concerts as well. Like we have a company called uh, Bale, which is the Irish for mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, so, B-A-E-L, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this piece that's on the, uh, the new uh, CD, New Music, New Ireland, Volume mm. 2, is a part of a, a larger set of works on this Bale project, right? Yeah, it's from the CD uh, uh, L'Air du Temps, uh, The Spirits of the Times, which is sort of, it's a, um, it's a suite of pieces, and the concept is sort of creating connections or, or um, drawing upon connections between um, Irish traditional music and uh, French Baroque music. There's, there aren't too many historical connections that we know about. Uh, the the Illin Pipes did sort of, um, were um, based upon a French instrument, I think, originally. The Musette? Yeah, the music. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, so it's more it's kind of riffing on those kind of ideas and a lot of the arrangements. That we've sort of arranged music for from one instrument to the other. Well, it's interesting because you know um, there is a known connection between Turlock O'Carolan, the blind Irish harper yeah. who did all yeah. the great Irish harp pieces, and the Italian Baroque. You know, it, okay. there's a pretty yeah clear musicological connection there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the French Baroque. And the Illin Pipes. So it seems there's kind of, um, you know, there might be a kind of cultural tension there between something that's very kind of courtly and stately on, on the French side and something that's kind of earthy and folky on the Irish side with the Illin Pipes. Yeah, and there, there is, and you can certainly hear that in the music. That, that French style, the French, I think it's particularly the organ music from that period, has, that's really, it's very rhythmically free. And it's also it's based on vocal music. They derive their instrumental genres from operas. And that's what relates it um, for me to um, the slow air tradition, which is all kind of vocal-based as well. And the ornamentation as well, it's very, it's very florid. And a lot of the specific kind of little trills and things that you would be doing would be similar, actually. So, it's, yeah, uh-huh. that's kind of, yeah. And yet, as people hear this piece, I think, you know, if they're listening they, carefully enough, they'll, they'll notice a kind of a tension, especially in the longer-held tones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the tuning is not yeah, exactly that's right. the same. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's sort of a representation of that other tension. Yeah. Just compositionally, I'd, we'd often be doing things to make to make the pipes sort of sound as if they're a part of the organ. I suppose just little compositional stuff, like lots of doubling and maybe having the instruments working at sort of different speeds. Mm-hmm. A, lot of the, a lot of the material on it is, is arrangements in one way or another. Of traditional? Traditional music. Or, and, yeah, and uh, French music as well. Okay. The variations upon the usual reason is, is 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 sort of different in a way. That piece is like one of the pieces on the CD that's an original composition, and it's sort of inspired by the connections with plain chant. That was another. That's again kind of the the CD is like full of links. Actually, quite confusing to talk about because there are so, <laughs> there are so many. Uh, but it's it's to go with the the Couperin, um plain chant theme that he uses in one of the pieces. I composed a slow air to go with that, and then I composed a baroque set of variations. Uh, to which is this 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 piece, mm-hmm. and it's, I compare it to a fractal. So I decided to sort of make that explicit by having a, a structure that gradually becomes more and more ornate as it goes on. 
And and the usual reason, was, where does that title come where from? Where does that come from? That's actually from one of my vocal pieces. I'm very interested in text and music, and I've I've composed a few vocal pieces and solo um, vocal pieces that I've written the the words for myself. Well, this piece is called Variations Upon the Usual Reason, a work by uh, David Bremner. Let's hear him at the organ and Mark Redman playing the Illin Pipes. And this was actually done in your place of business, Christchurch Cathedral here in Dublin. That's right. That's correct. All right, yeah. Let's hear the piece on this edition of New Sounds.
That piece is called Variations Upon the Usual Reason, uh, an original work by David Bremner, the Dublin-based composer and organist. You heard him playing the pipe organ of Christchurch Cathedral here in Dublin, Mark Redman playing the Illin pipes. David, what did Mark think when you brought him an air to play on the pipes that was, in fact, an original tune of your own? Did he... Did he, did he say, well, this actually fits really well? Or did he say, no, no, you need to change this because it doesn't fit well? So, I th- yeah, he would often suggest things that would, um, in terms of, particularly in terms of timing, or maybe, like, if we're doing one of the, 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 the slow airs, one of the traditional pieces, like Aaron Nalauer, um, and I'd say maybe we should, you know, repeat this verse here. He, and he's, he, he, he's kind of more tuned into that style, the traditional style than I am. So, and I'd always, like, I'd always kind of uh, go with whatever he thinks in yeah. terms of that repertoire, you know? In terms of the, the newly written stuff, it's more of a kind of we both have our, our input. And, and, and is Mark uh, an Illin piper who reads? You know, because most pipers don't, it's an oral tradition. It is. And, yeah, I think Mark learned originally, um, like, hourly. But, yeah, he does read, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you guys perform this piece, is it always the same? Or is there, as with so much ill and pipe music, is there a kind of flexibility and, and elasticity to the to the music? Yeah, it's not precisely coordinated. Uh, so the, the juxtapositions would be would be different each time, so as would the, some of the ornamentation. Okay, which makes sense because... You know, in, you, you mentioned French Baroque mm. music, and a lot of that, the ornamentation would not be standardized from player to player. Totally, yeah. And if you like, it's even if you play it the same way twice, then you're kind of playing it wrong. So it's, not really, <laughs> it's not really in the style, you know. It's the whole thing is about um, not trying to impose a repetition, like allowing music to just evolve naturally. Yeah. I think. Any yeah. any um, any initial thoughts in this process that you, as an English composer coming here and working with an Illin Piper, might be bringing coal to Newcastle? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 treating it as deliber- as sort of I'm almost deliberately kind of coming in as an outsider. Like maybe I'm making more of the. I'm very concerned with the, the structure of the airs, and um, that always comes across in anything that I do that's related to traditional music. You know, all this kind of fractal stuff that I was, I was, mm-hmm. I was talking about. Um, which maybe I don't know. Um, I seem more concerned with that than a lot of people I know that I talk to. Right. Um, but it's just—it's just, it's just what comes across for me in the, in, the, in that music. Yeah. Well, I mean, you certainly seem to have mined the tradition for things that I've never heard anybody talk about before—the French Baroque and you know the plain chant and, and all of that other stuff. Which, yeah. it, once you bring it up and mention it and kind of show how it works, you think. Oh, geez, maybe that was in there all along. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know what's creative, what's actually, you know, objectively there, and or it's what's kind of a creative connection that you're just kind of inventing, you know. And that's, right, that's which fine, is I think, you know? absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of the creative process. So the the full piece is L'Air du Temps, the spirit of the times. Yeah. Well, David, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, getting a chance to hear some of your music, and thank you very much for being with us. Likewise, thanks very much, Jim. Earlier in our conversation, David Bremner mentioned uh, his arrangement of this traditional Irish air called Auron the Lauer. And here it is, once again, with Mark Redman playing the Illin or Irish bagpipes and uh, David Bremner himself at the cathedral organ.
Recorded in Dublin, that is David Bremner at the organ with Mark Redman playing the Illin Pipes and an arrangement of the traditional Irish air, Auron the Lauer. And that wraps up this third part in our uh, occasional series looking at the new music scene in Ireland and built around a series of conversations recorded on location. I'm John Schaefer. Thanks for being with us for New Sounds.